discretion is advised as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Now, are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. And we're back, and this time I brought the comeuppance review favorites, Brett and Ty. How are you two? Good. How are you doing? I cannot complain. I'm glad to have you guys on here to judge everyone's favorite action star. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're happy to be here. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, anytime. Uh, so apparently you pronounce the name Lundgren. I would always just say Lundgren for whatever reason. Like, it's Lundgren based on the yeah, trailer. Yeah, it's off Lundgren, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have funny. a top. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, what's even funnier is there's this video of him from doing a TED talk that keeps resurfacing, and my mom was about to forward it to me the other day, and she's like, "Oh, he's really smart and everything." I'm like, "Mom, I've already seen that video a bunch of times." <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think before he became involved in the action world, wasn't he going to school for uh, was it chemical engineering? Yeah, chemical engineering. Yeah. There. But I mean, I'll do you one better. I mean, I don't always agree with this comedian, but I'm not gonna lie, he can be pretty funny. He was on Adam Carolla's show, and he was included in like the best of Carolla this year. He's doing a lot of samples of previous interviews. And apparently, uh, I think it was 2017 when he just done Blackwater with Van Damme. He uh, was on Carolla's show, and he's talking, <laughs> and Carolla's just making fun of him, and uh, uh, Carolla, uh, Dolph just replies back, he's like. Uh, I'm this and this tall, Adam. You're pretty small, your own self, Adam. <laughs> and yeah, well, I think everyone yeah. else in the studio is gone because he's totally his own Corolla right there. <laughs> well, I think that's we were disappointed in that interview because Corolla didn't really go into his career at all, and mo- mostly talked about Rocky Four, but didn't really talk about anything else. He really didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's disappointing because he has a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and then he asks him about well. That's just it. Uh, I'm, there's a lot of people who just don't keep up with this stuff. The fact that he, director video connoisseur who we've had on in the past even mentioned so far that he is like the one with the most credits on his blog spot alone. Oh, that's right. He told us that. Yeah. By so, like Roberts and like a few other people. <laughs> it's like damn. But if he has a bunch of llamases, right? He told me he had like 30 llamases. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Gary Busey. Oh, pretty much the the works. So it's so funny how yeah, uh, they they I did like how Corolla involved him in that interview like by having him basically recast uh, cast this movie that's never gonna get made. It was called Blowhard or something, which sounds like a porno, and it's like no, it's it's gonna be a stripper movie in this and that. I'm, and Dolph was like, yeah, I'm gonna play the DJ slash bouncer slash head of the club, and I'm like, God, this sounds like the best movie ever made. <laughs> That would be I, I think the, the as close as we're gonna get to that is command performance. Yeah. He plays the guitar. He was like, dying is easy. Rock and roll is hard. That's my impression. If you want to hear more, I'll do it later. <laughs> he he's an intriguing dude. Uh, yeah. This year, I I was pretty much reviewing any movie with him and Bruce Willis that was coming out to theaters and VOD. Mm. And I saw Acceleration. And oh, um, how was that? Unwatchable and every aspect. Dolph looked like he was having a stroke. Oh, that's and, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's very I, sad I, to I hear. By Sintel Films, which for the longest time would distribute just about any independent movie to HBO or Sci-Fi Channel, and from the 80s till today, and they this went to theaters, theaters, and it was clearly catering to the Fast and Furious and John Wick crowd. And Dolph had a cool part, you know, he's playing a guy. Mm. In between man who's ordering stutter assassins to be a courier, and you know, of course, is that the one of Natalie Byrne? Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. We watched one of her movies, Awaken. Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah, yeah, we thought it was okay, so bad it's good way, kind of. Yeah, trying to be hard target, uh, surviving the game, but yeah, I. That that when I saw that it had a bunch of people who had worked for the asylum, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be a rough set. But she's apparently a pretty intelligent and cool gal, and uh, she worked way better in the other Dolph movie she was in. Uh, 
uh, Hard Night Falling. Which was, I heard of that one. That's yeah. basically, they had a lot of guys who had worked with Dolph in the past on other Italian productions uh, that went straight to video. And this one, I think, got a limited release. And the director was even very involved with marketing and on the Dolph fans forum. And uh, that, that was definitely an improvement. Dolph definitely finished the year on a solid note after two other disappointments. Because, like, Acceleration's issue was just no one seemed to be having any fun. Like, Natalie kept changing her accent every minute, and she was a producer. And Dolph, again, just looked like... It, I mean, Mike Mendez, who had worked with Dolph on a few other movies, as well as a bunch of deliberately cheesy monster movies. I mean, he was the editor on this. And imagine if every gunshot, including a shotgun... And this sounds more fun than it actually is. It just looks very incompetent. Is a mm. gun sound effect. <laughs> That's yeah, unfortunate to hear. It, well, it's good to hear, but it's not as much fun when you actually see it because it's yeah. clear that <laughs> not give a shit. And Danny Trejo appears for a minute. I'm not kidding. And he's on the poster, and he makes no difference to the entire movie. I'm like, darn it, this is another movie which lied to me. <laughs> but I do think Natalie Byrne has a lot of potential, and I look forward to seeing what she does in the future. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, uh, the, the best part of that whole movie, other than every fight scene being in the dark and impossible to see, and Chuck Liddell with it again, was Sean Patrick Flannery hamming it up. But since he wasn't on screen that much, it didn't make much difference. <laughs> what, what a shame. But uh, Hard Night Falling is definitely a good one. And, I mean, the tracker was another rough set by the same guys. <laughs> and, oh, that was bad. I saw the trailer for it on some release on, on Lionsgate. Yeah, so. but what a shame, because, I mean, the last 20 minutes are action goodness, you know, in the mm. vein of sniper and marine movies, and yet, uh, then, it just keeps going on and on and on, it's like, so uh, they budget for that, Dolph, everyone else was just a random bystander, it's like, well, then what's the point? <laughs> Don't even have them if they're not needed. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta use them wisely. Why not just use extras or stunt people instead of just random people who work at a diner. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start from the bottom and aim for the top. So what is number 10 on the must-see Dolph films? Well, what's interesting that we, I thought of eight of them. <laughs> yeah, we, actually, yeah, we don't have 10. We can come up with 10. We can have 10 quickly because we now have Red Scorpion. We can make that number nine. It's like, I was trying to think of ten, but I found I had we have about eight. Um, Just conjure up eight, and I'll come up with two more. <laughs> you got it. Okay, perfect. We'll start from the bottom up, right? Okay. Yep. So we have uh, Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning. Uh, okay, so one of the yeah. sequels with Scott Atkins. Gotcha. Yeah, that was. I thought that was a really good one. And, and it's and under their own command, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the tagline. Un they're under their own command. <laughs> Which is very cool. I love that. I just I, I always I quote that almost every day. It's like I'm under my own, I'm under my own command. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's but it's such a good idea. That's where the Unisols are kind of on their own. In other words, they are under their own command. You know, it's not just a cool tagline. It's also the plot. Uh, the thing with the Unisol sequels is, I wish mm. they could have just done one where Dolph fought Michael J. White or teamed up with reincarnated Michael J. White and they fought Van Damme again. <laughs> I know, they mix those up. Our illusion strip club scenes and it's like, I don't understand where this movie's going, but he's great in the first one and it'd be funny if they even, to make fun of how they basically disowned all the Showtime uh, yeah, that's the one with uh, well, Burt Reynolds. It'd be funny if they had Matt Battaglia just show up randomly and be like, hey guys, and then get shot in the face. <laughs> or well, maybe uh, Bill Goldberg. You know? <laughs> that would be funny too. Just be like, hey, hot bye. <laughs> they write but I don't think this stairs. is on the list, but the Universal Soldier Regeneration, which I, you know, my opinion of that movie is sky high. I mean, I just think it's excellent. To me, it's funny that you should mention the not so good immediate sequels because i think regeneration is a direct repudiation of those jokey sequels and it's very serious very dark um it's to me i think it's one of the best action movies of the 21st century and i don't think that's an exaggeration 
I, I, I think there's definitely some good camera work. I just kind of got annoyed how John Hyams and uh, Soderbergh were like, we're going to shoot better movies than them, yet they're using the same techniques and handheld camera that a typical cop show uses, let alone what Jason Bourne and Dark Knight are using. So I was like, well, it's not that much different, but I can see why people enjoy it more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, Hyams was in a state of grace with that movie. I just think he did such an excellent job. I think it really delivers for the fans. Well, hell, let's put Regeneration on number 10 since there's more Dolph. Yeah, no. more That's true, there's more Dolph in that one. That's true. Fourth one is well, more. Yeah, oh, there's the first one. We didn't talk about the first one yet. Yeah, better yet, let's put the first one. Yeah. Because <laughs> what's Dolph. interesting, if you watch Regeneration, Dolph's not in it that much. He has limited, but I think very effective screen time. I mean, if you're doing the like um, the top ten of him being the main star, I guess you talk about Army of One. Absolutely, that 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 has to be on there somewhere. Yeah, I just rewatched it. He just shoots a bunch of people in a warehouse. It's a little long. Um, what do you think, Fred? You saw it a while ago, right? Um, yeah, no, I'm a fan of Army of One. I mean, from what I remember, I mean, he's he's on the run. He's, you know, shooting, blowing people up. I mean, um, I mean, that's my recollection, but it's kind of a classic 90s DTV Dolph. I mean, it, um, this Vic Armstrong yeah. movie, you know, it's a fun tribute to 40s noir, but it's also, I think it's, it's definitely does John Woo inspired better. Oh, than for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that and the forties influence I think we mentioned in our review on comeuppance because from what I recall his name is Santee and, and the Santee name is kind of a throwback to an earlier era yeah. in filmmaking. Yeah, when everyone was inspired by Bogart. Um it's it's a good movie. We have another one here. We have I Come in Peace as the next one. I come in peace, which Matthias Hughes keeps teasing. Uh, he, <laughs> got by, he got interviewed by B-movie uh, expert uh, Kent Hill for his podcast. Kent done a bunch of books, much like Outlaw Vern. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he did that Seagal book. Uh, he didn't, yeah, Outlaw Vern did the Seagology, but uh, Kent yeah. Hill's done a bunch more like straight-to-video type stories, stuff that you would have totally seen on Showtime or HBO back in the day. And he's very funny at it. Uh, and we, we recently took on three different Michael Crichton adaptations. He's just hysterical how uh, he interviewed Matthias Hughes and Hughes is just laid back and pretty much like you guys have joked before, he's always getting mistaken for the blonde guy Carl and Die Hard or Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> he does well, look a lot like Fabio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dolphins had some other movies like The Minion and uh, uh, Just Kill It that totally kind of have that I come in peace feel to it. But yeah, those still... are similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but as far as Hughes, oh, that's all right. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, but uh, on the Blu-ray for I Come in Peace, aka Dark Angel, which I would recommend, you know, people getting. He was, or someone, maybe it's the director, talks about when he's running across all those cars and there's explosions behind him. And he's wearing these really heavy boots, and they thought that would be basically impossible for someone to run across cars with these heavy boots. But they said he was did it no problem because he's such a highly conditioned athlete. Um, yeah, and Craig Arb actually is good at visually telling a story and making use of any kind of performer. So yeah. Well, and, and and you don't get to see Brian Ben Ben in too many of these movies. <laughs> we yeah. all love Dream On. I know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's favorite silly show. My dad used to watch it, so it, it is funny. You know? <laughs> uh, in the in the CDs that kill people later showed up in uh, Hellraiser uh, three three. Yeah, yeah. Hell on Earth. Yeah. yeah, but I believe I Come in Peace got there first. It, it did nineteen ninety under yeah. the title. Nice. And. <laughs> It's a shame that this movie, despite TBS airings, is just kind of fallen into obscurity. <laughs> uh, Did you show it more? Uh, El, El Rey Network for a while was showing a lot of Dolph movies, but it was so annoying how they were clearly going off of an old artisan release of Joshua Tree, and I don't think mm. I fared much better. But uh, I think Shout Factory finally released it. So. Yeah, they just put that out. I want to get it one day. I, <laughs> I, I got the Joshua Tree one. And, right, right. I only have the Army of One tape. So, it, oh, well, there 
you go. But it's yeah. annoying how you've had to look at places just to find a widescreen transfer. <laughs> but as far as uh, TV airings, if you want to watch these movies, you have to watch uh, the Spanish channel or one of them because it seems like the Spanish channels really uh, play a lot of action movies. I've noticed that as well. They would play a lot of the snipers, even like you said with Hellraiser. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that was even terrible on TV unless you cut out virtually everything. <laughs> Just a blank You'd be surprised what they play. Uh, you know, they play uh, some amazing stuff, but of course it's all in Spanish. So, uh... yeah, no, I noticed that too. I, that's where I had to watch some of. They would show Armor of God 2 on Spike TV, but they wouldn't show Armor of God 1. And I'm like, wow. They actually kept in the scene where someone gets blessed in. <laughs> it's funny what they can keep in, what they can keep out. I mean, I, for the Spanish channels, they should have alternate SAP. You know, <laughs> yeah, reverse hear, SAP. Yeah, reverse SAP instead of SAP for Spanish would be uh, EP. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, EP. Yeah. But not to be confused with EP Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> EP Man Four. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see EP Man Four of Scott Atkins versus Donnie Yen. That's gonna be really I, awesome. On all of those, those are apparently the best of the best of the year. Uh, someone showed me part of a clip that is like the prequel that has Michelle Yaw and a fight scene with Batista, and then there was another one that had Mike Tyson. I think he's part three. Yeah, I saw the Mike Tyson fight with Donnie. Well, that's Yen. part three, right? Yeah, part three is Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, it's a very big, long one, and I mean, I will get to it eventually because right now, uh, apparently, Anthony Wong Chow Zhang has been in some of the best, most underrated action movies ever made. And he's in one of them too, playing an older hip man or something, or one of the mentors at least. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Well, I've, I've, it'll come on DVD or whatever soon, so hopefully we'll all catch it. Yeah, uh, well, one way or another. And fortunately, I'm finding that there's more sites that are dedicated to sharing Hong Kong films. I'm like, thank you. Because there was a bunch of other <laughs> ones which would upload the movie, and I'm like, uh, there's no subtitles. This sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak the language. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> so what's good about it, man, is it, it, it'll get a legitimate American release, I'm sure. Oh, it totally will. Yeah. Maybe it's on a pre order on Amazon. I'll have to take a look. Because <laughs> I have the collection. It's, you know, parts one through three, but then they did four. So if you have that collection, that's very cool because you get them all in one place, but it's obviously now missing one. Yeah. This last year, I didn't go to the theater all that much. I mean, I saw. Uh, one of the Avenger movies, and then the rest of the time I only saw Terminator, uh, Dark Fate, and uh, the Downton Abbey movie. Everything else was. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw uh, John Wick three and Rambo: Last Blood. Oh the yeah, John Wick three, uh, Rambo five. I had to just bother with online. I just couldn't bring myself to spend whatever at the Metroplex. <laughs> and that's twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it was last year. Yeah. yeah, because I, I, I don't know, because on New Year's Eve, wait, was it New Year's Eve? Yeah, New Year's Eve, I saw um, Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. So oh, I yeah, saw that in Under the Wire. <laughs> wow. Oh, what did you think but, of it, Brett? I think, I know not a lot of people went to go see it, but it, I mean, it, I say it's a very relevant movie, and the acting is tremendous, and, you know, it's Clint Eastwood, so it's all done very, very well. And I would recommend it. I, I thought it was just really well done. It's, it's not Clint doing Rambo, which that would be a good idea. If he has, <laughs> Clint could still uh, uh, have another Western in him. Yeah, and now we got Harrison Ford in this Call of the Wild update, which looks intense. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Is he gonna, well, he's not going to shoot people. But <laughs> <laughs> he was an Expendables 3, wasn't it? Yes, he was. He was an Expendables 3, and I liked how he gave it his all while also not giving a shit it was the perfect and then he saves everyone Han Solo style in a helicopter I'm like holy shit <laughs> maybe I, oh. I haven't watched the third one yet maybe I should just uh, buckle down and watch it you know well, I think because it was PG-13 yeah I got scared I, off but there's really honestly no difference I mean whether you watched it on rated or PG-13 I, 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 I've seen it the most times uh, I think the first one's the best one I know everyone <clears throat> goes to part two because of the airport finale and Van Damme, but it takes a while to get going for me. But part three is where he has, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a rough start, but I just thought 
Snyder's and Wesley Snipes were just, and Mel Gibson were just icing on the cake. <laughs> well, that's a perfect casting. Mel Gibson as Conrad Stonebanks. I just love his name. <laughs> so I just remember his name all the time. Well, so it's like uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Him going, well, that was my name. Which is great. And uh, Banderas just being all a guy named Rapido and just going around just talking real fast and then kicking everyone. Oh, right. Oh, right. Rapido, Anthony talks fast. Well, right. And, and Kelsey Grammer. Isn't Kelsey Grammer? Does Kelsey Grammer shoot anybody in it? He does not, but he gets to drive a car against a cheesy green screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's hard to <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's well, uh, the, definitely Wesley Snipes is a scene stiller because he gets some cool fights at the end, but I like how they bust him out of a prison train and they're like, what are you here for? Tax evasion. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, then, and then once he gets unleashed, then he just slices a bunch of people off a sword. That's uh, a Okay, that's a good idea. Oh, I'll I'll have to rent it. I know it's at the, our local library. So <laughs> I go for it. The special features are also entertaining. I I, I see it every time it's on because they keep airing all these fucking the whole trilogy nonstop. Like one week Spike TV will have it, the next week mm-hmm. they'll have it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. They're running out of ideas. Like whatever, they must have multiple bidding rights because it used to be you know a movie would be on a channel. Right. Yeah. For, yeah one channel. A, yeah, right, and next thing you know, it's not—it's not, it's not uh, surprised to see that it's on AMC the following week. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're over on AMC, <laughs> American Movie Classics. So right, like you said, those three. Everything is a classic, apparently. So yeah. But uh, all right, I'll all go right. back to the—I'll go back to the list. I know we had a yeah. a little diversion, but here we go. Command performance. He directed this one. Yeah, that was a good one. He's a drummer. And played his own drums. His own drums. He has, well, I guess people maybe have seen it. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, But I think it's fair to say it's one of his best, you know, latter day DTV movies. Oh, for sure. Right. Got played at a few comic book conventions, apparently. Oh, that'd be cool to see you at a a convention or a theater because I'd said to watch a lowly DVD. (laughs) Sucker. Right. And yeah, <laughs> I do think it's, it was a labor of love for Dolph. You know, I think he put a lot of work and a lot of himself in the movie. I think he did, and I think he even had some personal story about it somewhere, saying, you know, what if his daughter was a Britney Spears type singer, and he had to save one day from terrorists? Like, geez, Dolph, taking this too serious. I have another one here. Oh, yeah. I have a good one. I, I have also the top five worst Dolph movies, but I'll do that later or uh, shortly. Um, I have I the help. Russian. I have the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cam. I can help you with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have the Russian Specialist. This is a good Dolph movie. The Russian Specialist. It is. Uh, I love that one. My favorite. One of my favorites. Too many people get stuck up with it. They hate how it takes a while to. No, don't going. care. It's too awesome. Well, that and it's a fun <laughs> tribute to Man on Fire. There's Ben Cross, an, a direct video favorite and best known for Chariots of Fire, and Undisputed 2 is just also uh, backs up Dolph on the credible acting list, and it's it's just a straightforward, just brutal fest and lots of fun. I'm assuming you agree with that one, Brett. That Russian oh, yeah, I do, and it, it kind of started this whole thing where Dolph is cast as a Russian. Because he wasn't too much before that, but then he was a bunch of times after that, like in Killing Machine and others. Oh, yeah. All these movies that he was directing, and they would premiere who knows where, you know, on Canadian or Norwegian TV, and then, yeah, come straight over here to Greek and U.S. on a DVD release. He definitely has the most complicated having to keep track of where his movie popped up first. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's with with Retrograde. I had to buy, like, a Russian DVD, like Region 6 or something. (laughs) <laughs> and I that I now it's on regular you know US DVD now, but back then it wasn't available, so I had to see it. You know, it wasn't very good. I'm, oh right, so it's like my Russian specialist. Uh, I think we're just saying how much we all liked it. I think he does a really great arm break in it. Also, <laughs> uh, everyone pretty much remembers how he blows away this one guy who's been yeah. in all these new image millennium films. Great. Oh, that was great. Guy. Yeah, he, his head just blew up in the water. I guess that's a spoiler. <laughs> no, it, yeah. yeah, but we don't know who it is. Oh, that's true. We won't say. Yeah, that's gonna make people want to see it too, because there's always some 
sick fuck who wants to see every headshot known to mankind, even if it's an exploitation or Holocaust movie. I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have a here are my top two. I think you'll probably agree. Uh, oh, we're already in the top two. Wow. Well, I we lost two. I don't have top ten. So we're at number six. That's oh, number six. Well, I'm going. I'm going out of kind of a weird order. I have Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Stick on any man I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's such a great movie. And it, it's only 79 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there, I'm hearing some people say there's an uncut Blu-ray. Uh, personally, I think the expediency of this, you know, this and Out for Justice were two Warner Brothers releases that got cut up. So, yeah, they were doing this years before the fiasco they had with their DC movies and Gangster Squad. Yeah, but oh. I think it's all the better for it. I find it a great double feature with Commando. I find it even, in a way, a little more classier. I mean, yeah, it's not perfect. Clearly, Tia Carrera is not Japanese, and clearly... That's uh, okay. It's part of the fun. <laughs> that, and there's a few other people, they just put too much thought into this movie. It's actually pretty clever at times, and, I mean, it is well shot, like the critic quote on the DVD claims, and... Uh, I definitely hope there's a remasterization of this one soon. I, it definitely doesn't get enough love. It used to come on El Rey and Spike TV a lot uh, as a double feature with uh, 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 Big Trouble in Little China. But uh, oh, that's well, a good idea. Well, what are they going to make next? Uh, Big Trouble in Little Saul. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, don't give uh, anyone any ideas. We don't oh, want any remakes of this movie. With the man with the iron fist and all the other shit. So I mean. I mean, that movie had its moments, Man of the Iron Fist. I haven't seen the sequel yet. I still need to see it. it it's yeah. funny how they got Kerry Tagawa from both this, and he's been doing this whole fight to the death kind of tournament kingpin role. Thing. That's all he does. Yeah. World combat. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just always has that way of just playing to the camera and just pointing his finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's good at that. He's good at pointing his finger. <laughs> he has a cool matchup with Dolphin for the Dragons, but that's just one of those movies that's fun to watch, but I don't think it's quite there, if that makes sense. I, I agree with that one. Isaac Florentine gets better as he goes on, like with U.S. Stills and the current slate, where he's now rivaling the likes of Keanu Waxman and uh, Jesse B. Johnson as best, you know. Well, be. Ninja, Ninja, the Ninja movies are really good. Ninja movies are good, uh, and I like how these guys have been able to figure out how to do MTV-style editing mixed in with, you know, covering up the budget. <laughs> well, before I mention the, the our favorite Dolph movie, I can mention some of the bad ones. <laughs> no, let, let, let's leave that for last. So oh, we'll leave it for last? Okay, so then the last one we have is The Punisher. Mm, okay, cool, number... <laughs> It's controversial. I think that's another movie that had some studio interference as well. I have the uncut version on like another disc from like. It's a German DVD, right? Yeah. It's it's a a work print. I have a work print. And it's a shame that it's come to this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, what do you think? What do you think of the Punisher Dolph version? I've been meaning to rewatch it. I, I, I think I just always didn't give it enough of its time and mm. I can why I I, I I I pretty much like all the Punisher actors. I, I know you guys aren't hundred percent on all these movies. Uh Zero Tolerance is still the best one and it's not even a Punisher movie. <laughs> that's that's a Scott Atkins one you're talking about, not the no, not the uh, Robert Patrick one. Patrick, yeah. You know, but I know also, Ty, you're a big fan of uh, this has nothing to do with Dolph, but Punisher Warzone. Yeah, I really like Punisher Warzone a lot. Yeah, well, Warzone is good. It's it's actually even more enjoyable if you just remind people, hey, this is a party movie. It's campy and it knows what it is. It's got no sense of confusion. Uh, I don't I don't like the Tom Jane one. I know people. That's a controversial uh, statement. No, no, that's fine. I I didn't like it at first, but the more I've re-seen it, as well as the extended cut, I think it's a way better movie. Especially when you realize that the cop partners were the ones who set up his whole family execution and just more scenes with Travolta hamming it up. Oh, there's more scenes of Travolta in the extended version? I think so. Oh, okay. Then I might have to watch it. (laughs) I know you're a big fan of Travolta hamming it up. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just, I watched Gotti. I watched, I've seen all the 
silly Travolta movies lately. Oh, um, the what's the new one? Oh, the, the fanatic. First? The fanatic. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the fanatic yet, but I, I, I think he's a very underrated guy. Like the Forger wasn't a bad movie, and I am Wrath. He's pretty much. Oh yeah, we like I am Wrath. I am yeah. Wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have also summed up some of his underrated movies, uh, like Chains of Gold. From Paris with Love. Oh, Chains of Gold? You're about to say Chains of Gold? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, just because he's basically, he's all commando substitute before the return. Yeah. <laughs> he's a social worker, right? He's a social worker, and Benjamin Brad is a gangster. <laughs> yes, and that's a team up that more people should see. If anyone out there listening to this hasn't seen Chains of Gold, definitely check it out. Right. Ben Brad and a skater pit. Boom. Yep. And as all social workers have to fight. Yeah, it's Joey Lawrence, out. right? Oh, yeah. Joey Lawrence? Yeah. 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 Whoa. I <laughs> gotta do that, I guess. That, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, it, it's an interesting 80s style Miami Vice movie that went straight to cable, but it's interesting how it comes on MGM HD every other Yes. I, well, we used to have that channel and then it went away. A certain Is that how we saw it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of classic. Certain one. Comcast, you won't say who it is, but Comcast took it away. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> slick. Yeah, no yeah, one's going to catch on to that. Yeah, and, uh, thanks to that and Spectrum, I used to watch everything like Steel Justice. <laughs> oh, Steel Justice? Oh, Steel Justice. Oh, yeah. we're, but we're fans of Steel Justice with Martin Cole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't uh, recruit John Steele, you unleash him. Yes. You, you brought up many points on him on your cast and i think your madness is another podcast who i'm not gonna back away they suck (laughs) 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 we're doing some burns they told natalie burn well yeah time to burn it like natalie did um and (laughs) that we even showed him the first episode of our cast and you know a podcast is never 100 percent, but like they were just clearly didn't listen to it they're like why do you have all those promos if you're not going to talk about it i'm like because if you clearly heard my voice, I said this is stuff we'll talk about in the future, giving you a taste, a sample of what we offer. <laughs> he he just he also was like, you guys clearly don't know what we're talking about. You're talking about. I'm like, uh, well, that's funny because we talked in advance what we were going to talk about. So I don't know what. Maybe we could have edited ourselves more. I'll admit that much, but we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> we had. <laughs> They're for fun. You have to have fun watching these movies, or it's not worth watching. Well, then, well go ahead, Brett. Oh no, I can go ahead. I'm I'm gonna surprise the shit out of you guys. As much as I like him in Rocky Four, I'm going mm. to give him Creed Two as number two. Oh, mm. he's I, very well utilized there. He, I just like how they. This isn't a spoiler. This is pretty apparent. I like how when they first announced it, it was like, okay, this is going to be an ego stretch, the different kind of enjoyment. But they really did a banged up job with reinventing the Rocky franchise. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It was fun when it was formulaic, but it was also fun, you know, seeing how this is a timeless story that everyone loves and having him train his next of kin and say, hey, I will always love you, even if you fucking lose this fight. I'm like, that's awesome. I'd like to think that there's someone out there. <laughs> for a national title who thinks that way <laughs> it's a banged up movie I, I they do a damn good job with it and boy howdy <laughs> I mean there's I think there was a behind the scenes footage of Sly and Dolph were gonna fight in a scene they showed that in a behind the scenes did you see that online I couldn't find it but I wouldn't doubt it uh, cause fun fact uh, Daniel Bernhardt oh uh, Josh Claude, John Claude, gosh darn, from Bloodsport movies, Future War, <laughs> uh, who's been reinventing himself by working with the John Wick guys in their various movies. Uh, he coordinated the fights, and that's also what explains why he fights Stallone in Escape Plan 3. Oh, interesting. Nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad that he's getting more love. I thought he was kind of said and done once the 2000s were over. And- but he's back. 
fighting Keanu Reeves and Van Damme and all these guys again. That's a dream. We don't want to well, fight Keanu Reeves and Dolph Lundgren and Stallone. Well, well that's what I'm saying. <laughs> remember, he's the he he fights Keanu and John Wick one. I remember that was a good one. That was, uh, he was fights Van Damme in this one movie that's like a weird diehard in a hospital meets usual suspects film. I haven't seen, but I, I know about it. <laughs> oh, is that the one with the kidneys? I think so. Well, wait, uh, wait, what was that called again? Remember, had that funny list of names. No, no, you're thinking of Pound of Flesh. Uh, this yes, thing. yes, you're right. I am. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really remember anything about that one except, oh, it's like Frank meets John Wick and Van Damme's naked, and now people are fighting. And... Oh yeah, he's naked. He's in a green screen a lot. That's a, that's, that's yeah. all Pound of Flesh is. <laughs> yeah. I, wow. Well, Almost like, and a funny uh, list. Yeah, it's a funny list. Uh, number one. Okay. So what's your number one? Flesh. As, as epic as I know a lot of people aren't crazy about direct action uh, I just like how that gets to the good and I love how Hidden Assassin also known as The Shooter is a very suspenseful movie by the director of First Blood but oh it's a very Hidden Assassin yeah that was a good one yeah as well as and apparently it has an uncut German Blu-ray oh. subtitles or English tracks so a lot of people have been trying to stitch it up back together according to the Dolph fan site but that's not oh. number one Awesome as oh. it is, I gotta go with Men of War. That's oh, no, good choice, good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah, that was a good one. Trevor Goddard was the villain, right? Trevor Goddard, and when you got a, a crew that consists of Catherine Bell in a pre-Jack role, you got Tom Wright from pre-Martial Law, and then you got Tommy Tiny Lister from Unisol 1, who should have totally been in The Expendables. <laughs> and, uh, That's yeah, a good point. So, Dolph pretty much references his character's uh, look in the Expendables movies, but for the most part, he's just making fun of his Universal Soldier psycho role. But uh, I, I do like how Men of War, you know, originally was a John Stiles, who was an indie darling, you know, done great. Right, what was uh, Eight Men Out? Eight Men right, Out, he's done a bunch of other movies, and uh, just always worth seeing, much like Lawrence Kasdan, very underappreciated, intelligent filmmaking that anyone can watch without getting sick of all the other pretentious Oscar crap. And this this still feels like a John Styles movie, even though, you know, it's just a script that they rewrote. And if John Styles meets Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> is Charlotte Lewis? Is she Charlotte, Charlotte Lewis in that? Charlotte Lewis in that, yeah. in that. Uh, The Polanski acquaintance is in that, and she does a good job. Uh, the real scene stealer for me is uh, the island leader, played by B.D. Wong. Oh, that's right. Yes. A year after Jurassic Park, and before he would return to that franchise, and a few years before his recurring roles on SBU and Oz, he just he fits right in. He and this is a goofy cast. This list, me describing it to you, but you can yeah, take it, it intentionally. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> like, but I just bought the tape. I mean, I just found it. Um, you gotta rewatch it. I know. I have to rewatch it now. Despite being fucked over by the Weinstein or Weinstein company, whatever you want to call them, uh, oh. films, it, it apparently doesn't have any, you know, uh, it, I, I don't think they cut it up. They just didn't do anything with it despite airing it oh, at. Oh, good. Festivals. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a shame that this has happened to all of other Dolph films, but this one remains unscathed, and yet people still don't know enough about it. But uh, Definitely I, I, underrated. Yeah, I asked my other college buddies who are big Dolph fans. They find him very underrated. They're the kind of guys. They're like, they'll watch Stallone or Bruce Willis movie. They find Arnold kind of overrated compared to Dolph. They're like, Dolph is just the man. And I'm like, ah, well, I wish more people knew this. Yeah, Dolph is the man. He's clearly one of the greatest people who's ever lived. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's one heck of a genetic specimen, you know? Yeah. We, we can do a uh, Jack Bauer type jokes with him, but what's the point? Dolph is the man. So. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is he's supposed to be on a show on CBS? Oh, that's right. Yeah, the international. I do not know about this. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, uh, well, right now CBS is you know waiting for the pilot to be done. So if they like it, then they'll you know put it on the air, hopefully. But I hear other people are interested. Like it might go to Netflix. No, no, it's going right to CBS. CBS oh, CBS is definitely is getting it. Yeah, CBS I is getting it. You, you don't want it to go to Netflix because then they'll cancel it after two seasons on a cliffhanger. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a really but, but then the opposite is true for CBS. If it goes to CBS, it might be on for like 20 seasons. I, I think I, NCAS well, is still on. And then, and yeah, there you go. And then cross it over with SWAT, still team in NCIS, and all the other. <laughs> oh, they, they see Blue Bloods. Well, blue yeah, criminal minds. You know, once once a drama does moderately well on CBS, it pretty much stays there. No, I, I agree, but Criminal Minds is finally ending actually. So uh they're gonna have to find someone else to cross over like the new MacGyver. <laughs> I actually I think most people won't mind it. I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's not too bad. It's not It's not bad, bad. okay. But I can't recommend Magnum PI. Oh, fuck that. Oh. Okay, it's bad. It didn't look good. Selick or bust? Well, <laughs> Hawaii Five-0. More importantly, all these actors have been good on other shows, and they're using the same crew as Hawaii Five-0 in the MacGyver reboot, yet whoever's doing the editing or writing just is fucking it all up. And Must be uh, using the Z team for the writing for Magnum P.I. There you go. The Z, <laughs> yeah, or the F team, whatever they call it. And yeah. it's just, it's good for a campy show. I mean, MacGyver reboot doesn't overstay its welcome. It's pretty much like Scorpion and Chuck, where it just goes with the flow. It brings the camp to you, and it involves you enough without taking itself too seriously. And this one is like they're stuck between camp and too serious. They have all these comedic performers, and they're not making use of them. And to make it even worse, like it just the spy subplot is just too convoluted. I'm like, this is way too much to ask just to have some fun. And the lead yeah, star. They shouldn't make I, it hard. Yeah, I, I I struggled through a lot of season one. Like they had a bunch of random guest stars like Corbin Burnson and Sydney Lauper, and I was like, and I can't even tell you who the hell they were playing. It, they, <laughs> That's they unfortunate. To do with anything, you know. When you have a guest star, it has to do something with it, you know. And when you waste a guest star, it's like, why? You go all you get out of your way to get Lauper, and you just screw it. <laughs> I know, and then look what happens. Right. She had the goofy hair and everything. I'm like, and I don't even know what they were even asking her in the interrogation room. It was just stupid. <laughs> oh, she's in, she's in the box and he loppers the villain. Or maybe not. Well, I don't know. I, I Vibes is coming out on Blu-ray very soon. So. Well, I, basically the lead star, he's been good in other movies, but it looks like he's trying to do a mix between Horatio Kane on CSI Miami and Tom Selleck. I'm like, why don't you just be yourself <laughs> Clearly, no one cares there. There's, there's only one Caruso playing Horatio Kane. So it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're talking about CSI Miami on the other po- on another podcast. That could be a whole show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would love to join you for that. Uh, CSI Miami is <laughs> definitely one of those. If you look at clips of it, you can't take it seriously. If you watch it by itself, you can take it seriously. But there's still every once in a while a moment where it's like, yeah, this made taking cl- putting glasses on while running away from explosions cool again. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to. Um, I I'm out of Dolphs. I mean, I can go to the oh, bad Dolphs. Oh yeah, we, we pretty much um, got the top ten. So now. Oh, oh, that's right. You had your two. Yeah, Men of War. That was a good choice. I forgot uh, about that one. And uh, Creed Two is what I chose. Oh yeah, yes. It was a good. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. Uh, so all in all, a solid ten, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Oh, perfect. We'll return after these messages. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new Podcast Cure-All, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts... Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin cough, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. 
I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes. the Google Play, yes. Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah, ah, ah. ah. <laughs> good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, no. Don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks. It's the mixtape of movies. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this one. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. We now continue with our program. You got five bad golf movies, so I guess I'll come up with five more that I. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I have six. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to read numbers. I have six. Golf that's movies. six because even the bad golf movies are still worth watching to an extent. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm I'm going with the. Have you ever seen Agent Red? Yeah. Uh.
I, I, I'm a fan of Jim Wynorski's schlock, so I kind of like that one. But I oh, you like that one? Oh, yeah, that was our number one worst one. I was going to – we also have detention. But also, as a disclaimer, we should say that most of these, if not all of them, it's not Dolph's fault that the movies aren't that good. Yeah. Like Dolph the, does his best. I kind of like detention in a substitute kind of way, but then again, I also like The Last Warrior, so what do I fucking know? Well, that's funny you mentioned that because that's the next one after detention. I, 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 <laughs> uh, for me, it felt like he walked straight off a of bridge of dragons and said, let me do some cheesy stock footage and just point a shotgun at someone in Mad Max clothing. <laughs> I, know, uh, we, I, I know we didn't like that one at all. Um, we have Hidden Agenda as number four. Ah, oh, dude. You know what you like Hidden Agenda? I do. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Are you sure you're not thinking of Hidden Assassin? No, no I like Hidden Assassin. I, I thought it was a clever movie, kind of in the vein of Art of War and Spy Game, which it was advertised as. But I do like Art of War. Good Wesley Snipes movie. Um, we have Stormcatcher. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah. Damn, you're. We're tough. <laughs> We're tough on yourselves. To me, this is a fun Broken Arrow movie with Robert Miano hamming it up. <laughs> You do like Robert, yeah, Robert Miano, yeah. Well, we like Robert Miano, too. Yeah. yeah. He always needs great PM movies. The dialogue in that movie sucks, but it kind of, it's what I expect from a cheap Anthony Hickox movie, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, it's funny you mentioned him, because we have number six, which uh, is, <laughs> what are you about to get about to say? Oh, you had to hate on Joe Rip. Why? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> we don't we don't, I, we don't hate any of these movies. We don't you know. hate it. Well, I mean, Agent Red was kind of a tough sip, but Jill Ripper isn't terrible. It's just not, not as good as the other Agent classic Red, dolls. Agent Red was what made me reactivate my Hulu subscription just from the minute I heard the line, sounds like a, Agent Red sounds like a bad action movie when Dolph says that. So, another block fest by Winorski and Fred Owen Ray, and they. Again, do the usual take stock footage from better submarine movies. And I actually knew the guy who was the bad guy on Facebook. And I, I like how he became another guy on leasing a Syntox nerve gas on the TV show 24. <laughs> you know what? You, you talked to the guy who was in uh, Agent Red? The bad guy, yeah. The, oh, the bad guy, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, we, I only have six uh, poor dolls. I won't say bad. <laughs> poor dolls. <laughs> Lesser dolls. Yeah, lesser dolls. Get awful. <laughs> so, what do you have? What are your least favorites? Uh, you're you're gonna hate me for this one. Uh, I'm not a fan of Money Rush. It's known under a different name. Uh, yeah, which one's that? It was another one he did with that Italian filmmaker crew that had Randy Couture and Vinnie Jones. Oh, was that Ambush or something? I didn't see that well, one. It's known as Ambush in the States, and it is legit awful. Like, And they have video of them clearly doing some insane fight scenes. And you see the final cut, and it looks like they just did the first take or not enough takes. It's like, okay, don't advertise the shit out of Dolph fighting Randy when they're only – they have like a five-second fight scene, and it's poorly shot. So that funny. is devastating to hear. <laughs> that would be great to see if it was a real good fight scene. I had more fun with the goofy movie he did with Denise Richards as the air marshal and Chuck Liddell as his henchman, but that's a different What's story. What's that one called again? Uh, I can't even remember, but it, it was a decent Skinamax HBO airing I saw, and I was like, yeah, I don't mind this. Stupid, but it's <laughs> not the worst I've seen. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and mention the tracker, which we mentioned earlier. It's mm. just I'll watch it again, but I'm not going to own it, let alone rent it. it. Even if I were to own it, it would still collect dust on my shelf because it's <laughs> that's a, That's bad to hear, too. Why is Dolph making these poor movies? Well, he likes to work. Yeah. It, it needed some work. That's for sure. <laughs> it needed some uh, work. Uh, so now we're down to eight. So yeah. I'm going to go with acceleration, yes. It, oh, that's the one you mentioned before. That's the burn one. It, it's that bad. It that it was amateur hour for everybody, and it did not deliver ever. <laughs> it's just, uh, like even the fight scenes, they film it in the most darkest area, so it's like okay, I can't even see who has the upper hand, Chuck Liddell or Dolph. <laughs> uh, 
it's also just a rough sit. Like you can mm-hmm. tell it was like a few days shoot and <laughs> I can even tell you whose story it is. Is it Natalie Byrne's story? Is it Dolph's story? Maybe it's Sean Patrick Flannery's story since he's the main bad guy, but <laughs> it, it's a very it's a shit storm. <laughs> That's unfortunate to hear also. <laughs> yeah, I mean this why you have one more? One more. I gotta think about it really hard. What okay. One weakest Dolph. Well, we didn't ever. No, we didn't mention the Defender, the movie with Jerry Springer as the president. <laughs> that's one of his top ones too. That's like, a good one. <laughs> but I wouldn't. You say. saw that one, right, Brett? Or I forgot. Uh, I've no, I've never seen that. Oh, great, okay. A great loose sequel to The Peacekeeper. Montel oh. Williams. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, that sounds familiar. I still haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It's funny we didn't mention The Peacekeeper or Silent Trigger. Oh yeah, I just rewatched Silent Trigger. I I can see why a lot of people love or hate that one because it is kind of a distorted weird movie. But I I I'd have to re-see it again to even just put it in best or worst Dolph. <laughs> it like goes right in the middle, like middle Dolph. <laughs> Silent Trigger for sure. Hmm, this is hard. What is number one the weakest Dolph? <laughs> uh, it's a tough question. I, we could put the workout tape on there, but that's not competing. <laughs> well, maximum potential? Maximum potential. <laughs> Never saw that. Uh, yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't. Oh, I, I got it. Okay. Staff free, which is a awful. Imagine the Navy meets Baywatch, and they they still. Oh, that was the show. Yeah, and they apparently edited it down into multiple movies, even by Mill Creek Entertainment. So there you go. Oh, I didn't know that. Cheating a little I, there. I sat through the whole show <laughs> when yeah. it was on syndication. Oh, really? Yeah, I see that it's on Amazon Prime now, and I, I've just been, I just, I've seen clips of it, and it's just, it's a rough it, day. My Baywatch or Skinamax and I'm like, yeah, I'm. <laughs> no, it's a pretty bad show. I mean, I gave it a lot of chances, and it's still bad. <laughs> well, and you expect more when it's produced by Millennium Films, and it's still it's like, yeah, no, they they were asleep at the will on this one, and Dolph looks like he's just too busy getting sunburned to really just muster up. Really <laughs> <laughs> in the show too, from what I remember. Yeah, he he. They don't give him as much screen time, even though they are marketing him like he's the main guy, and it's a shame because he's done some amusing guest spots on Chuck and Arrow and. Uh, even the Eric Andre show, he's in the very first episode <laughs> of himself being in a mock interview. So, and I believe he was also on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, playing an idiot named John Thundergun or some shit. <laughs> I need to see that one. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to play a Star Trek Klingon alien or even just. I mean, you can just watch Retrograde. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, that's true too, but I. Oh. <laughs> Retro, should I swap staff free with retrograde or is it? Oh, yeah, I forgot that was a bad movie. Okay, so um, no, let's have that be number one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, forgot. I guess I always forget expect, about retrograde. Like, expect more from a Gary Daniels face off. <laughs> now, yes, when I heard that, I bought it and immediately, and then like just it didn't deliver. <laughs> just trying to be nice. <laughs> Man, so this has been a banged up competition. Yeah. So, where can we find you guys on the interwebs? I know I oh. know where and everyone else just who wasn't listening. <laughs> well, Brett, you want to do this plugs this time? Oh, I mean, you're much better with all the social media stuff, but what I will say is to go to comeuppancereviews.net um, yeah. to see what we're reviewing this week, and thank you for listening. And yeah, yeah. also we have the Comeuppance Reviews podcast, so if you just go to iTunes and type in Comeuppance Reviews, you should find us. Yeah. Yeah. So- if there's any anything you want me on for, I'm I'm a big video hound. I'm I'm still trying to make my own movie and get Don the Dragon Wilson on it. So that'd be amazing if Don the Dragon the movie. And <laughs> I will guys even get first dibs on reviewing the shit out of it and say if we even did our Oh thanks. <laughs> oh we we would be honored. We'd be honored to do that, thanks. Well, and I've just been on it enough shitty movies here with a lot of trauma filmmakers to know that it's like What's missing is no one's making sense of the storyboards or their time or even the celeb who they're putting their face on the covers. Like, don't lie to people. They will boycott you. 
Well, you'd think that would be the number one rule, just don't yeah, deceive. You and the director of Konosaur have always brought up, you know, the bait and switch, and it is. It's just like, God, why you lie to me? <laughs> I know, it's, it's always uh, disheartening. <laughs> disheartening, well, and uh, Dalton, <laughs> at least two of these movies where he's only a supporting role, and yet they put it for a foreign cover of it, they put his face on it, like he's not the main bodyguard slash assassin. <laughs> I know they do that a lot. They do that with a lot of other people. It's Seagal just and Bruce Willis, especially. So. Yeah, uh, Bruce, I'm gonna give the cut some slack to because he's just old. But <laughs> don't get me wrong, there have been some movies where it's like, yeah, he. I, I can tell you the Bruce movie which he cared about or gave a decent performance, and then I can tell you about the one where he handed up and didn't give a shit, you know. And I can also <laughs> tell you about any of those movies, which with whatever performance we're which ones are reasonable and which ones are just garbage. <laughs> well, what about the fake shemps? Oh, yeah, the, know, fake, the, fake, the, uh, the fake shemps, yeah. Or the stand-ins. <laughs> the stand-ins. Oh, uh, yeah, it happened on just this one movie he did called Marauders, and you can see his stunt double who's in all of his movies, but uh, it, clearly they only had him for two days, but the rest of them is like, I, I don't see any stunt doubles, but I can also see ones where he's, pulling a Harrison Ford, getting all pissed off and not doing the best. <laughs> Classic Bruce. <laughs> yeah. The, the one he did in the hospital uh, wasn't bad, but it wasn't notable either. But it seems like with Emmett Furla, it's it just written his contract. Uh, you're going to be in a movie that has elements of Dog Day Afternoon, Die Hard, or Training Day. Or all yep, that's all you can do now. <laughs> and uh, and that one, it was definitely the case. It was like a mix of Panic Room and Training Day. Uh, first kill, he got to actually be the main, like, Training Day evil bad guy cop role in oh. Mix of Simple Plan, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, I definitely saw some of his uh, stand-ins in that one. So. Oh, really? <laughs> and I think uh, we were saying, like, he'd rather do a, a short role in a more well-known movie what he should do is be in a starring role in like more of a B movie. Yeah. Instead of, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, I yeah. cut you off. Because it worked for Wesley Snipes, you know, post-prison sentence. He was in all these movies, which he didn't know were, despite being shot in Romania, were going straight to video. But <laughs> well, Brett, I cut yeah. you off there. Oh, no, I think, I, I think most of what I said got through. It's just that, you know, rather in the, what Bruce Willis seems to think is it's better to have a smaller role in a more, like well-known type of movie when when we were saying the other days he should do more of a b movie where he's the main star so he'd be like shooting people and he'd be the main hero or whatever an anti-hero but he seems to want to just do a smaller role if he thinks the movie itself is more above board but i think that's the wrong way to go i think you should go the opposite direction well so now you know i better cast him in a movie have him be a texas ranger and i'll let you guys come up with the script <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds good not joking on that. <laughs> hey, hey, you want you got to figure something out. You got to do it yourself. So. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Find uh, Bruce to be John McClane again. So <laughs> maybe one day. Well, well, no, well, that hey, now that Disney bought Fox, it's not happening. But uh, I, what what I mean is just we can give them all these other Die Hard type movies. Yes. <laughs> He could be in a Die Hard in a movie. He could be like in a Die Hard knockoff. Yeah, finally, he's oh, just a Die Hard cool. knockoff. That's what all of every other movie he's done has pretty much been just a heist movie or a Heat or Die Hard movie. <laughs> but hopefully, we will get to see the Dolph show on CBS. And I did forget to mention that Blackjack, the movie with the, that he did for John Woo, um, that was supposed to be a CBS show. So obviously Dolph has some sort of connection to CBS. So, really? But the, the Blackjack show never materialized, so maybe this one will. I thought it was a USA Network show. I remember. Because I think once you distributed it and aired it a few different times. But whatever, same difference. Yeah, it was yeah. The, it meant to be a TV show, and it could have worked. I put off watching it for the longest time, and I'm angry that I did, and I – only saw it last year and it's like it really is a decent concept <laughs> i have to rewatch it also blackjack so. it doesn't have much action but it it makes use of its time in a way because they're constrained by tv they kind of i wouldn't say they control john woo but they do kind of just have him get to the point a little faster <laughs> <laughs> fred williamson's also got a cameo in it and 
it's just very straightforward. But I remember that, yeah. But it it's intriguing and you can actually take it serious on like some of this other stuff. Like Seagal did a TV show and it was pretty stupid. He or did two true... TV shows as a matter of time. <laughs> true Justice and then this reality show where he played a cop and actually Lawman. <laughs> yeah, you love Steven Seagal Lawman, Brett. <laughs> um, I've never actually seen it in full. Uh, all I know is he killed, like, ran over someone as well as a puppy. So yeah, he's he, he pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, I think he really turns up his accent uh, on the show. You know, he's really a lawman from the Bayou. The goal has an identity crisis. He can't remember <laughs> what nationality he's from: Japan or Brooklyn or New Jersey. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you for being on the show. I'm oh. at one percent battery. I'd love to have oh. you on again. Love to be on yours. Oh, well, thank you for having us. We'd love to be. We'll figure that out soon. The Jacked Up Review Show can also be followed on Facebook on both the page and the group. Feel free to chat, leave questions, make requests for future episodes. Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for your various support, and we'll continue to entertain the hell out of you. Till then, take care.